Welcome to All Things Eerie. This is going to be our mini-sode. My little sidekick Jackie is not here today. Um, we had a little thing this weekend where we needed to help move someone. So if anybody ever needed to move anybody really fast, um, you know how that goes. And um, But before we get into this, I wanted to remind everybody, please, when you're on um, Podbean, please remember to like our page and to um, go to our Facebook page and um, to uh, go to... Um, fb.me forward slash at all things eerie um, like our page see what's going on or you can message us at m.me forward slash all things eerie and eerie is with three e's um, we would love to hear from you guys um, uh, all questions you know doesn't matter, but um, like I said, this is going to be a mini-sode. We, I do have our stuff ready for our um, other murder, and um, that is going to be on Debbie Gamma. Um, so, but let's dive into this. This is going to be about an American vampire, or what we the legend of an American vampire. And that being said, uh, let's dive right in. Um, that legend is based on um, a young lady named Mercy Lena Brown. Uh, she was born in 1872. They don't have uh, a record of exactly the day or anything like that because again, these records, you know, it, when you were born, you were born at home, and it was written in a Bible uh, if, if you were lucky. Um, but uh, anyways, her parents were George and Mary Brown. She lived in Rhode Island, a rural area of Rhode Island. <laughs> anyways, when all of this was going on, um, there was... Um, consumption going through the area. Both Mary Brown, the mother, and the oldest daughter, Mary Olive, because um, it wasn't unheard of for uh, daughters to be na named after their mother, but they would go after their middle name. And even sometimes they would have Junior after their name also. Uh, but this was the mother Mary and Mary Olive. Uh, they became ill. And um, they, they were sick for a couple of years. And they, they ended up dying. Before they died, Mercy became sick. Now, back to, um, to, to, to vampirism. Uh, a lot of it was based on superstition. When you think of vampires, a lot of people think about Dracula. And, you know, when you think about Dracula, uh, people think about Bram Stoker. 
uh, where he got his uh, character. Some people think he based it off of um, the um, person named uh, Vlad uh, Dracul. So Vlad Dracul lived back in the 15th century and he was an extremely um, cruel person and the uh, similarities between him and Dracula were extremely um, striking. But Bram Stoker claims that he did not get his, um, his, his reference from him. So needless to say, a lot of uh, the the things about the ideas about um, vampires and that go back even further than that. So um, they actually go back to um, uh, the Middle Ages, even further past the um, uh, you know for superstition and. Um, and, and what it would be would be, um, you know, when you know when the plagues would hit towns, and uh, they would, you know, wipe out a, a, a small town or decimate a, a small city. Um, the disease would leave behind, you know, bleeding lesions near the mouth and uh, <clears throat> on its victims, and uh, you know. Because the, because the peasants and the people in the area at this time were not educated and they had to rely on the people who were considered their betters or the priests in the area who had that education um, or they hoped that they had an education, you know, they rely, if they didn't know anything, they had they relied on the superstition. So a lot of that would carry over to people who who moved over to uh, the the new world. And this is where we're at now with the Brown family because when this consumption started to ravage the New England area, at the point where the Browns are at there were hundreds of people who died prior to the uh, the mother Mary and uh, Mary Olive so but, but by the time they died Mercy the middle child got sick and which is who we're talking about and consumption doesn't take you fast it's not like the plague where you you get um, you get boils and you get this pustule uh, usually underneath your armpit or near your neck um, and if it doesn't get lanced or if it doesn't pop on its own it, you don't survive. Um, it, some people had an immunity to it, Some, a lot of people did not. Um, consumption will kill you. I mean, it, it just it just ravages your body, and um, you end up basically losing weight. You you lose your energy because you can't breathe, and you end up coughing up a lot of blood. And because you're coughing so much, 
the more you cough, the more blood you cough up, the more blood you cough up, the more, um, the more of the, uh, the, the disease and, and the, the, the ability to spread it that you're, you're coughing up into the air. And they didn't realize this. This is how they were spreading it. And um, so Mr. Brown now has buried his wife and his oldest child. <clears throat> and they're buried in the local cemetery. His middle child is now sick. He's watching her waste away. And in the meantime, he's hoping that any cure that any of the local doctors can give her will help. And it's not working. She's getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And this is still ravaging the local New England countryside. There are people dying that have, and they're lingering for years. Now, again, like I said, the mother and the oldest daughter, they died in 1888. Mercy held on till 1892. So, four years. Now, by that point, this was January of 1892, okay? Before Mercy died, they had a younger son. His name was young uh, Edwin. And when I say they, I mean George and Mary. They had a total of three children <clears throat> that they, all the children are now either sick or dead. And um, Mercy had died in January. Edwin is now ill. Hundreds of people have died. And now the townspeople who are not understanding this illness <clears throat> because the superstitions that are surrounding what's going on, people are losing blood and they're and they they're wasting away. It's not it's not killing them quickly. It's you know, they're just they're they're like walking zombies. And and because of that, um, you know, people who were uneducated, it was an uncommon for anybody who was not familiar with um, you know, they had the same things that we have now, but we just have names for them. Um, anything with anybody that was unfamiliar with a physical or an uh, emotional illness, um, they were labeled to be a vampire. Like, for example, um, and I'm going to butcher this, but porphy porphyria. Um, it was a blood disorder. Um, and that caused um, that could cause severe blisters on the skin when it was exposed to sunlight. Now here's the kicker. Um, some of the symptoms of porphyria could have been temporarily relieved by ingesting blood. Other diseases that were blamed um, were like rabies and um, someone having a, go a goiter. And goiter is someone that has, uh, that's, that's like when it's attached to your um, thyroid uh, and the, the chemical imbalance that's in there and it just grows on your neck. Um, it gives you that look of like you're, you're just, uh, you have like this thing attached to your neck and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And they wouldn't have known to go in and take that out. They wouldn't have had the surgical knowledge. 
Um, but rabies, that your eyes are sensitive, you have that foaming of the mouth, you, you don't want to drink the water. Um, and, and at least that's animals with humans, um, you know, it's, you now have those, uh, it's just one shot. Uh, it used to be a series of shots that you had to have in your stomach. Um, but now all of a sudden that mercy has died. The townspeople are talking. What is causing this? You know, this family, this family, the mother has died, all the children has died, or all the girl, all the girls have died, and this one boy is is holding on, but he is wasting away. Could we have a vampire in our midst and not know it? So they go to the father and they say, this is what we think. We think we have a vampire. We need to exhume the bodies. Now, mind you, I said that Mercy was, uh, she had passed away in January of 1892. In New England, where they get some cold winters, or they got cold winters, so they wouldn't have been able to bury her. They would have put her in a coffin and put her in a crypt. Now, to you and I, that would have been like putting her in the morgue for a couple of months. She wouldn't have decomposed. We would have understood that. But to someone who was not educated, who had no idea what a body would do or would not do that was kept refrigerated to keep it simple, when these people went to the cemetery and they dug through the frozen ground to dig up both Mary and Mary Olive and they opened their coffins, now again, they were gone for four years. They had decomposed. They were like, okay, they look the way they should, they are good. But then they went back and they pulled out Mercy's coffin. They looked at it and they said, she looks like she just fell asleep. She's got rosy cheeks. She doesn't look any different than the day she died. Again, refrigeration, they don't have that knowledge. They start to get scared. And then on top of it, they have people from around town going, oh, you know what? I remember seeing her walking around the cemetery. I know I saw Mercy walking around the cemetery. Not only that, someone else came forward and said, I remember seeing her walking around a neighboring farm in, the, in, in, their, in their fields. So before any of this had been said, nothing, nobody had seen Mercy outside of her home. Nobody had said anything bad about Mercy. Nobody had said anything about the Brown family at all. But just hearing the fact that Mercy had not decomposed the way they felt that a body should have because they didn't understand the science behind it, they felt, oh my gosh, something's wrong. So they themselves took it upon 
all of them and they decided, oh, you know what? I remember, wait, you know what? Last weekend, we were, we were going down to the Smiths and when we came back, you know what? I knew I saw something. I, it was mercy. It was, I knew I saw something and it was mercy. She was walking in the cemetery. Gosh darn it, I knew I saw something. So that only led for one more thing to do. Because Edwin, the, the youngest child, was still sick, their cure back then was to have a physician come in, remove the heart of that particular quote-unquote vampire. It was either, you know, remove the heart or remove the liver and then they would burn it. And they burned it right there on a rock nearby. They burned it until it was black as ash. And they mixed up a concoction. Then they gave it to the brother Edwin. Edwin, again, was still sick. He had been sick for a while. Edwin only lasted a little bit longer. He still died because he had consumption. No matter what they would have given him, he would have died. Unless they knew for sure or had the ability of what we had today to give to him. Um, they they still did not understand the facts of the the of why Mercy's body looked the way it did. They mm -hmm. they just they could not fathom that she looked that. They the townspeople had her reburied, but she wasn't buried in the cemetery at first. Um, they eventually allowed her to be reburied into the cemetery, um, obviously without her heart. Um, but, I mean, up until this point, I mean, Mercy, um, she, she herself is a uh, tourist attraction. Her, her, her gravesite is um, where tourists will go and they'll pay, uh, they'll go in remembrance of her being um, for the vampire story. Um, because Mercy, the legend of Mercy Brown is based on fact, she herself is one of the most famous of about 100 people that were desecrated post-mortem in the 1800s during the 75 years of the New England vampire hysteria. And I say hysteria because nobody had said anything until her coffin had been opened and they realized she hadn't decomposed. And then all of a sudden it was, oh, she's a vampire. She is a vampire. No. Once science caught up with itself and 
the knowledge of of what consumption is it the name was changed to what we know now is tuberculosis the link between the disease and vamp vampirism obviously dissipated we know that it's not vampirism we know that the 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 disease of TB can obviously decimate a body. We know that if you get TB, you can die from it. But we know if you catch it or develop it, I should say, there there is medication out there. It can it can really mess with your body. Trust me. However, you can be treated for it. You can be cured from it now. But back then, they had no idea. You got it, and you had to, uh, some people left the area, they would go to drier climates, or they would go to, uh, some people would move to Arizona, some people would move to Colorado, because of the different climates um, that, that were supposed to be better for them. But as for Mercy, I mean, they did everything they could for her, but they really didn't understand it. And then when she died, it was, that's it. You know, um, we, we can, you know, this family is losing way too many family members. There's something wrong here. But if you think about it, that's not unheard of whenever there's an epidemic going through a community, a city, a town, a state. I mean, if you think about it, up until recently, the measles ep epidemic, because people are not being um, immunized. And I'm sure I'll get, you know, a lot of comments about that at some point, whoever hears this. If you do not immunize, your child is unprotected and you're and the point to the immunization is to protect those who cannot be protected by the immunization shots, like those who have compromised immune, immune systems, those who get cancer treatments. That's the point to them. Immunization shots do not cause autism. They do not. And if you would actually look at the the research on how if somebody who has measles, how fast it can be transmitted, it's mind boggling. So if you would actually take, like for example, somebody who had tuberculosis and did the same exact thing and took say patient zero and then saw how fast and made those X marks, on how fast that that was transmitted and how fast that they spread that disease, it was, it would be absolutely mind-boggling also. Um, but that's what happened back in the day. People didn't know that you had to keep your mouth covered um, when you cough or to wash up, you know, spread coughing on uh, linen and you know, not throwing it away or hurrying up and covering it up in, in a bag or something like that. They just, they, they just coughed on their hands and they would shake somebody's hand. It did not occur to them 
oh my gosh, I have some kind of disease. Maybe I shouldn't be shaking somebody's hands. I mean, still back then, having surgery was a, was a huge deal. There was no guarantee that you would come out of it. If you got shot with a bullet, there was no guarantee that you were going to make it. They were still using, you know, you know, some very barbaric measures for surgery because they were still learning. I mean, there was 75 years of the vampiric hysteria in the New England area. 75 years. And Mercy was only there for a little blip of that time. So think about that. Just a little blip of 75 years. She was there just for a little blip. So they knew things were going on. So one person out of a hundred years that became that famous because of what they did to her body and because they felt that she was doing all of that to her family, which she wasn't. Can something like that happen again? That's something to take into, into thought of, you know, because there are people who do consider themselves vampires, whether they do feed on blood or whether they actually feed on what they consider another person's energy or their aura. And they have select circles that they move in. They do not go out in public and, you know, it's not a party circle and they're not out there in clubs going, woo, I'm a vampire. No, they keep it very quiet. They keep it very low key because of the very fact of how people react and how things like this can get out of hand. I mean, yes, you have Twilight and you have uh, the Anne Rice novels and things like that where they make things um, very romanticized. But then you also have the uglier side of it and um, things like this happen. You know, most people, what they would do with them, uh, the bodies, is they would decapitate and then they would run a stake through the heart to make sure that that person was not moving anywhere. So, keep that in mind whenever you hear certain stories. Because I'm sure that Mercy Brown was not the first. Because we have the Salem Witch Trials and now we have an American Vampire and they both happen in the New England area and it's because all based on superstition and the things that they they desecrated for for Mercy Brown they desecrated her body and most people would not even dream of doing things like that to a family member's body at all they would never dream of doing something like that so I am going to sign off. I hope you've enjoyed the story. Again, please go to our page on podbean.com and tell us what you think. Um, our Facebook page, 
at All, Erie, All Things Erie at, um, from Erie PA, uh, fb.me forward slash at All, Erie, All Things Erie, Erie with three E's. Uh, message me at m.me forward slash all things eerie. Again, eerie with three E's. I hope you enjoyed the story. Talk to you again. Signing off. Bye.